While it may seem that the future is now in terms of high tech, a future unlike any in financial history is knocking at the door. And to that end, cyber money is here. Not just in the cryptocurrencies everyone's talking about, but the movement of money seamlessly from consumer to merchant to bank and back again, all in the blink of a virtual eye. How can banks begin to prepare for what's next? To find out, we'll talk with Al DuBonnet, co-founder and chief operating officer of CyberBank Limited. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that will help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, the managing editor of BAI. Come on in. Horizon increases digital adoption rates for financial services companies by 25%. Its award-winning platform is used in branch in call centers and can easily integrate into your website to dramatically increase digital awareness, fluency, and confidence of both your customers and employees. To find out more, simply visit horizon.com. That's H-O-R-I-Z-N.com. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. It is wonderful to have you here with us. And here in our studios at BAI, we have Al DuVernay. Al is based in Chicago, BAI's home, and he's the Chief Operating Officer of CyberBank Limited. With more than 30 years of financial services and information technology experience, Al has developed the architecture for a unique payment modality called CyberMoney Payments. And Al, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Lou. So tell us about the history of CyberBank and what it's attempting to accomplish within the financial services sphere. We started CyberBank as a unit of very experienced financial technologists as well as those who ran and started financial systems that are still in place. We all came together and saw the opportunity for preserving the future of payments as it evolved. And from that point, we've been doing heavy lifting, R&D, and a lot of preservation of the IP on behalf of the financial industry in the U.S. in particular, and its ecosystem participants. What's the urgency right now for financial services to understand what's going on with moving to a cashless society? I call it the future of money, the future of U.S. financial sovereignty. We are entering into a brave new world. I wrote some of the first algorithms for cryptocurrency back in the day, but I knew that there was vulnerabilities that were hard to overcome, and the biggest is counterfeiting. And I've gotten to know some guys from uh, Treasury, Secret Service, and there's only 1.5 to 1.6 trillion in U.S. currency out in the marketplace, but they're measuring 1.8 and up. And that means that there's a lot of counterfeiting, and these guys have found warehouses full of counterfeit $50, $100 bills around the world. The advent of cryptocurrency, which is okay, I get it, but how much of the counterfeiting are we going to be willing to accept? Because there's no greater risk and vulnerability than that. The sovereignty of the U.S. financial system is going to be threatened by those outside actors, state actors as well, that want to extract as much out of the current incumbent ecosystem and put it into this separate, self-contained, non-regulated, or it is governed by those who control its 
platform, its ecosystem, and they're doing that. Now, in terms of going cashless, we see Starbucks doing it. And of course, Starbucks was one of the first companies to ever introduce cashless payment for coffee through an app. And they're doing a full cashless iteration at certain Seattle locations. Do you see this trend growing overall? And if so, why? That's a great question. Cyber money, just to reiterate what we do, because the future, the next three, five, and 10 years, we're building and looking forward. Cyber money enables a consumer to pay directly in real time from their bank account to the merchants without going through Visa, MasterCard, or credit card rails whatsoever. It's real-time realization of value exchange. There's the Internet of Things, well, there's now the Internet of Value that's about to morph. And that means seamlessness of all the different device personalities, authentication, all that we are between our devices, between our accounts, between our repositories, between everything that exists within our lives. So where would there and why would there be a need for a token, for a draft, even for the current devices and appliances that we have? What would that look like? What would they look like in the next five or 10 years? Will be wearable? Will the tattoos on our skin? Will they be transferable? Will they have a form factor that is truly ubiquitous? Wherever we are, we're sensed by our location as to who we are, what we contain, and everything about our lives without even saying a word, without showing a badge or an ID. What would the world look like? And we took a strong IP protection strategy in providing the ability for the U.S. to retain that sovereignty of this innovation. I'm wondering, in terms of the radical disruption that is already taking place, do you feel that banks, merchants, and consumers are ready? And if they're not, what do they need to do to get ready? Banks must start appointing a chief innovation officer. Every financial institution should implement innovation, like the Treasury has Chief Innovation Officer Beth Knickerbocker. I had a chance to sit with all of Treasury that's kind of running innovation now. I said every financial institution has to prepare now, if they haven't, because after this year, it's too late. It's too late. Everything that is happening today was already planned several years ago. And looking three to five to 10, if you're not in play, if you do not have an innovation team led by a chief innovation officer in preparing for this morph, teaching your customers, your merchant and your retail consumer customers, they are going to be ahead of you. And if you're not responsive, they're going to leave you. And there are players, state actors in the world that are setting up a new rail that will extract as much of the value out of our current system, trillions of dollars. I would say billions now morphing into trillions of dollars to ensure that. And the only way is the U.S. financial system incumbent players, tier one, two, three, and four banks, have to understand and embrace and start interjecting the fullness of innovation from its core belief and values and mission now to preserve its sovereignty, especially U.S. sovereignty. It's at stake. What's the crucial role 
that Cyberbank is playing in all of this and the thing that you are most passionate about as you enable that transformation? The preservation of our sovereignty, our innovation, financial sovereignty, it's at stake. Anyone who says not, they are delusional because state actors, foreign state actors, are taking all steps and throwing all money at this future. This is the future rails of the internet. There are parallel universes that will exist. And we have a patent position that supersedes everyone globally. There's no question about that. It's already been adjudicated, and we're still prosecuting the patent since 1999. That predates everyone that's even in the space and payments. We understood that it is the IP. It's the long term. It's the long tail. And the preservation of that, in which we will gladly hand over to our financial partners and banks to preserve and protect that, is the next step. That's it. There's nothing else. They say, yes, we protect and we go forward, we prosecute, it'll be granted, and financial sovereignty is complete, protected. That simple, no more complex. Then we move forward in educating the public, the merchants, the consumers to adopt, to embrace, and to use, and to, again, evolve into the understanding that these are things that are taking place without reservation, without others being proactive here domestically. All the foreign actors, they're already doing it. They're throwing money. We got a chance to spend time with guys from Ireland. The entire Irish government, they're throwing money in all of their fintech companies. But we've done collaboration with key strategic players. The biggest company on behalf of financial institutions, there's Fiserv and there's FIS. And we're the first to integrate into their real-time paynet rails. So we're kind of happy to have that, but we're going stealth. We're being very judicious and strategic in our implementation because we know once you're out there in the ethos, all the back actors come as well. So we're being very strategic and tactical in our approach to this implementation. Well, when the bad actors come, they are going to have to deal with one very good actor in you and in Cyberbank. Al, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for uh, all you do, and we're really fortunate to have you. Al DeBonet is the Chief Operating Officer of Cyberbank Limited. You can look for Al on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, pay attention to the advent of cyber money. It enables consumers to pay directly to a merchant and create a seamless connection between accounts, devices, and perhaps even wearables, tattoos, scanners, and more. The ability to execute financial transactions just by entering a room could also be part of our future. Number two, anonymity through blockchain also enables criminality, and it pays to know the currency counterfeit risk. Here's how it works. Counterfeit money can be converted into cryptocurrency easily, and that poses a continual danger as the practice is embraced by bad actors. And number three, banks must start appointing a chief innovation officer just as the U.S. Treasury has done. The reason is to prepare for what's to come, and by next year, it may be too late to keep up with the changes. Consumers and retail merchants will leave you if you're not keeping pace. 
it's time to understand and embrace innovation to its core. And now a word from our sponsors. Harlan Clark is a leading provider of omnichannel customer engagement solutions. The company delivers quality payment solutions, multi-channel marketing campaigns, and secure data-driven lead gen and critical communications to meet the needs of financial institutions of all sizes. Find out more at harlanclark.com. And now BAI Banking Strategies brings you the AHA Moment, where our podcast guest shines a light on that point in time where realization, revelation, or exploration made all the difference in their financial services career. In rare instances, a prospectus is a prospect and potential, especially in the case of Al Dubonnet. Listen to how his introduction to a very nascent computer company, the house Steve Jobs built, changed his life and career. I got a chance when I was in high school and throughout college to work in every division, Department of Continental Bank, one of the largest money centers in the world at that time. And I got to work in the venture capital side of the business, and I got to look through all these drawers of prospectus of different new offerings. And I saw this Apple computer. I'm like, oh, wow, this is interesting. So I got a chance to sit and peruse, because I had the opportunity to do that with all the prospectus. And I got to see and read what they were going to do, the full business plan and model. I said, ah, aha. And it changed the trajectory of my life. My business major was more focused in computer science when I was in college. And from that point on, everything that I did was to acquire the knowledge of this future where computers, microcomputing, this one appliance it becomes ubiquitous and it becomes smaller, faster. It would become a part of us. And then, you know, again, it took me to the world of cyber money where we are today. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. And here are a few reminders from yours truly and your friends at BAI. First of all, if you haven't done so, subscribe to our daily newsletter. It's free to sign up. And be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts. Also, be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter to stay up to date on BAI's latest and greatest. You can catch me on LinkedIn. Be sure to connect. I'm Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.